7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. You said that this fight is for the fans. What a reception that you've had today. Um, just how does that make you feel? I mean, it, it makes me feel amazing when you see so many fans from all over, all over. I mean, the noise they're making. I mean, that's like a motivation on its own. You know, you're, you're doing it not for yourself, but you're doing it for the, your fans. You want to make sure you win on Saturday. These people have come out, left their jobs, and uh, come to see me train. So I want to say a big thank you to you all, man. Big respect. You kept the t-shirt on today, but we saw your, your shots on social media. You are shredded underneath there. You said it's been the hardest training camp of my long career. I've inserted long career there, but the hardest training camp of my career. As you stand here now, do you believe that you're ready for the battle on Saturday night, that you are going to win this fight? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've trained so hard. I've never trained this hard in my life. And you were there yourself in Colorado, up in the mountains, training in the mountains. And it was never easy. There was never a day that had easy. I mean, I want to say a big thank you to Paul Mack and the team, Saul, Red, uh, and also having Terence Crawford here as well. I mean, what a, that's massive motivation as well for us. I mean, he's, a, he's the pound for pound best fighter in the world. For him to be here, he's also for me, for Kel. And the advice he's been giving me through a training camp has been brilliant, so big respect. You've been there, you've seen it, you've done it all. But everybody knows, you've both said it, both you and Kelbrook, that all that matters is Saturday night. That Rightly or wrongly, what you're going to be defined by is what happens on Saturday night. He stood here only half an hour ago and he said, I will win this fight by knockout. Now you've done your training camp, we've seen all the gloves are off, we've seen all the talking. You predicted that you will win the fight inside the distance. Definitely. Come Saturday night, guys. I'm going to do you all proud. I'm going to win this fight. And we're in good style. Kel's not got a chance. I mean, we work very hard. And like I said, it's the best. It's the best time you can ask to come on Saturday. We wish you all the best. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay, and thank you, everybody, for joining us here on SAFM Spot On. With me, Tabiso Musia, Velile Mnyandu is producing the show. And Phineas Ntuba is in technical with us this evening. Our opening clip is a build-up to this weekend's huge fight in the UK. It's between the British welterweight rivals Amir Khan and Kel Brook in Manchester. Khan, you'll remember, was a serious protege during his amateur days. He won silver at the Athens Olympics back in 2004 and was a golden boy of British boxing until he was figured out in the pro ranks for not having a chin. Eh? We saw what happened with the likes of Canelo and Danny Garcia and his career has just gone up and down since then. But he's back, taking on Kel Brook, another former world champion. So it should be an interesting fight, even though, even though I feel that it's come a couple of years too late, surely. They're both 35 now. Amir Khan is 35. Hey, we're getting old, eh? They're both 35 now. Surely they should have fought a long time ago, these two. But let's see what they've got in store in Manchester then um, this weekend. Uh, Amir Khan up against Kel Brook. Which means it is a Boxing Wednesday. And uh, tonight on the show, as promised last week, we will be in conversation with the new Director of Operations at Boxing South Africa. That is Mr. Manla Ntangani. So he's been in the position for about a month now. But no stranger to the sport of course having served as a board member uh, previously and also um, served in the Western Cape and um, last week we spoke to him about the disturbing stories of boxers faking HIV results in order to be allowed uh, to fight and uh, he did say that they will try and get to the bottom of those allegations there are still allegations until they are proven and tonight we just want to understand from him what are the pressing matters in the sport and what is his vision of course uh, for boxing in South Africa his appointment has been uh, welcomed by many people who believe that he is a boxing uh, person through and through and is the right um, appointment for this for this job so for this position rather so let's hear from him tonight you're welcome to send us your voice notes any questions 
This is an opportunity then for you to get in touch with us, boxing community. Join the conversation. Any questions, any comments you might have for the COO, you can send them to 061-4104-107. You are welcome to call us also. We don't just take voice notes, but we the lines are open on 011-714-2006. But before that, we just want to have a quick chat with the sports ministry about a two-day boxing indaba that starts tomorrow in Gauteng. It's a boxing workshop. Don't know how many of you know about it, but Mr. Miki Mudisane will tell us shortly about what will be discussed over the next two days. And Chapter 2, my friend, I know that there is a football on the go, but I'm actually watching tennis. So sorry for you, Chapter 2. I don't have a score for you. I'm watching Ons Jabbar against Jessica Pegola here in Dubai, in, uh, Dubai man. Nice nice match. Okay, maybe let me change for Chapter 2. Chapter 2, it is... It is Stellenbosch won, Swallows FC nil. There are five minutes left in this encounter. And of course, the big one at 7.30, Orlando Pirates at home to Golden Arrows. We'll keep you posted with that before we go off air. But we're going to talk all things boxing now. It is a Boxing Wednesday. And just a quick reminder before I forget, the first test between the protests and New Zealand starts at midnight, folks. Midnight, if you're staying up for that one, uh, good luck to you. Um, Proteas and New Zealand in Christchurch. Anyway, let's talk boxing. And Mickey Mudisane from the Sports Ministry joins us on the line. But Mickey, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM tonight. Good evening to you and also the SAFM listeners. Yeah, good evening. Good evening, my brother. Thank you, sir. Two-day workshop starting tomorrow. Firstly, whose idea was this? How did it come about? Well, I mean, you know, I think the objective of the workshop as you are aware, I mean, the boxing South Africa has seen a bit of a drainage uh, in terms of the administration and the management team. Uh, that, uh, you know, somehow, in a way that uh, they had to make sure that now they try and solidify the base, you know, and make sure that they strengthen from the base once more in terms of the stakeholders and also with regards to also reviving the relationships that Boxing SA has with some of its stakeholders. Um, as you know, Boxing remains our entity, you know, um, yeah, alongside state. Um, so from the department side, also in consultation with the new team that came in through Boxing, as you know that Lieutenant uh, Jack is the new Boxing South Africa chairperson, and also uh, Mr. Eric Sutton is the Boxing Boxing CEO. So those are the, uh, you know, the key members, the key partners, um, you know, who then would sit alongside the department uh, under Program 2, that is the uh, uh, the sports development uh, uh, unit, uh, decided that the best way, let's get together and be able to once more, let's stop boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the objective, resuscitate, you know, the, you know, the winning team, bring back the boxing as a sport to those glory days um, of yesteryear, you know, when you had the likes of your know, Peter Karamatebula, the likes mm. of Tsipas uh, Kosana, the likes of uh, the list is endless, other mm. uh, fighting Prince Maisela, to name them. When you were exposed to, knowing that also that uh, the likes of Sugar Boy, uh, you know, they will always, Malinga, they will always be on TV, you know that. Uh, but the only way that we need to do that is to make sure that we get into a workshop on the Indaba, bring along the broadcast partners as well, SABC being the primary broadcast partner, um, alongside the super sport to try and say, where is the sport going wrong? And what can uh, we do to bring it back to the glory days? You know, Whereby also uh, looking also on issues around amateur boxing as well and say, 
What can we do with Sanabo? How best do we take Sanabo now into a formidable, you know, feeder into the professional ranks of boxing? So I think that's the whole idea um, that is behind the boxing workshop. Thank you, Dr. Are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Uh, I think you've touched on almost everything. So is the minister going to be there addressing the stakeholders tomorrow? Well, in terms of the program, uh, there is a great possibility the minister is going to be there. The minister is currently taped up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, um, the media and everybody else is looking forward to uh, engaging with the minister and hear from the minister's side what is the vision and what is the, uh, what is the overall objective and the outcome of this uh, workshop. Um, as I've highlighted as well, I think the deliberations are the ones that we're all excited and looking forward to whereby there will be breakaway rooms looking at the team that deals with the, the financial uh, element of boxing and then the commercialization of the sport. Then you have a team that will also be looking at the marketing um, and the promotion and the communication of the sport. And then you've got the team that will also be focusing on the broadcast and also inclusive of uh, you know, a number of aspects, amateur boxing. So that is why. So it's a two-day, it's a two-day composition of the mm-hmm. workshop. Mm. Um, that uh, we are hoping that uh, come the um, come Friday, uh, at least we'll be having answers to the number of, uh, of of unfounded questions that the workshop would have to be addressing. Thank you, sir. And you'll come back to us to give us a report back. Definitely, that Monsieur will be able to be coming back. Um, as I've highlighted, the workshop will be taking place at the Oerstambo Protea Hotel. Um, yes. and it's commencing tomorrow yeah. in the morning and then it's going to go on um, and for two days. Um, interesting stakeholders that are expected from the workshop. We also have to be the boxing development aspect uh, from various provinces. Uh, they are also being expected. And also the uh, business of amateur and professional boxing aspect which is going to be unpacked. Uh, by Gary uh, Rathbone. Uh, oh. Yes, yes, he's also going to be attending. Uh, the sponsors to broadcasting rights also. Uh, the packaging of commercialization is also going to be packed, unpacked by a David Sinenbeck. Uh, so, mm. that number of, what do you call it? Yes. <laughs> yes, you know. So, so is it by invite, Bramiki? Yes, indeed, it is by invite. Because in a workshop, remember, you would need uh, people that you know that you can be able now to be closing the doors um, from the plenary perspective, where mm-hmm. you shape, uh, where you sit on plenary and you talk about the, the uh, you know, the, 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 the vision and the mission and the objective. And then from there, you then go into uh, breakaway rooms whereby various commissions, uh, working, what you call it, working teams, will therefore be put together. And then from there, then you'll be expecting now to report back coming out of those commissions that will be able to be shaping now, I would say, a working, if not a strategic document that will advance or that will see the growth of boxing, you know, for the the strategic uh, medium framework period, you know. Okay, sounds good. I think we will be there tomorrow. Definitely, we will come there over the next two days and also give a report back to our listeners. But thank you for speaking to us and giving us just uh, shedding some light into what's happening over the next uh, two days. No, thank you. But also, another aspect is that the boxing uh, workshop we'll be looking at. It's mm-hmm. now the growth of women in boxing as well. That's ah, one. That's very important. 
me and you, Mr. Musia, will sit into it and see how best we assist, um, you know, with regard to growing the female yes. boxing aspect. Thank you very much. And have a, have a good evening. You too, Mr. Mik- Mikimudi Let me not keep you long. Pirates are going to kick off now against Golden Arrows. You're still following Pirates, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think they're going to win. I can feel it. Yes. Obvious. The man that came up with happy people. Happy people's login. We will never forget you, Bramiki. Uh, thank you, Mr. Messiah. Have a good evening. Thank you. I will never forget also the fans. Thank, thank you, Dad. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow at that boxing workshop there. Today, boxing workshop, okay? We might have found out about it a bit late, but we're definitely going to go there uh, so we can be your ears on the ground and your eyes and we can come back and tell you what has happened there. Um, something's happening on the TV. What's happening on the TV? Because I'm watching tennis. Asif Velila is celebrating. What happened? Oh, there's a goal. Oh, oh, there's a goal. Swallows have, oh, Swallows have equalized in the last minute against Stellenbosch. Oh, I see. Okay, Swallows have equalized. It's 1-1. It's over at a time. It's 94-22. And the match was, and there were four minutes of at a time. But they found out equalizer. It looks like Liklabik. Okay, maybe I should keep the TV on the football. They're more exciting than the tennis at the moment. But we co- continue to talk boxing now. And we're going to speak to the director of operations at Boxing South Africa, Mr. Mandan Tlanganis. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, let's find out more about the new director of operations at Boxing South Africa. No stranger to boxing, as we've mentioned on the show previously, uh, but he's got a big job on his hands and it looks like he's hit the ground running in his first month in charge and uh, boxing SA COO director of operations, Mr. Mandan Tlanganiso, joins us on the line. Good evening, COO. Thanks for joining us again on SAFM and for keeping your word of coming back to speak to us tonight. Uh, yes, Mr. Good evening uh, to you and the listeners. No problem, at the back. Yeah, he's still celebrating that Swallow's goal. He can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get any further, so oh, maybe people would like to know more about you. Who is Manjant Angani? So where is he from and what's his background? Uh, well, uh, Manjant Angani so is uh, coming from the Mecca of Boxing, a location known as Umtanzana in the Eastern Cape, East London, Emundi. Born and bred in East London, and I've been uh, part of boxing since my younger age as an amateur boxer uh, in the late uh, mid mid 80s, uh, 87, 88, going up. Uh, I was an amateur boxer there at the Songa Boxing Club and Racha Boxing Club. Uh, further to that, uh, I went through at uh, Pentec, Peninsula Technicon. That's where the administration of boxing started because uh, when we arrived there uh, as Tanzania boys, you know, we saw that uh, our beloved sport is not in existence. So uh, we revived boxing and uh, we named it Sia Kegeza Boxing Club, you know, which indeed. Ben Kegeza. Yeah, it's Kegeza, you know. Because this thing, uh, Tanzania, it is you know, it's moving in your veins. Once that bug comes to you, mm. it's very difficult for it uh, to, to come out. So that's when uh, I started with the administration at CPUT, uh, the manager of the CPUT, it was painted then, boxing club, you know, and I was involved in the provincial structures wherein they saw talent and elected me as the secretary general. Uh, in the following years, I became the president of Western Cape Boxing Organization. And I said that uh, through to join BSA now as a licensee, uh, there were boxers that I managed. 
uh, after my tenure there at uh, CPUT. Uh, it's then that, uh, you know, I got uh, approached, you know, by the minister then, uh, Minister Mbalula, to form part of the board in 2011 to 2014, where I was serving with the then minister, and um, many others, about that, uh, the late Tumila Mateza, Peshapa, mm. I was serving with him, you know, in that uh, particular board. Uh, currently, I was serving at the sanctioning committee of the board, and then uh, the board decided to, you know, when I competed, they decided to choose me as uh, the head of operations. Okay, so okay, was me the COO? This mobile, I just mobile, it loves me. I just mobile, it loves It was not easy for mm. you not to be a boxer at, at, at our era. You know, because there were boxing teams all over the show. You know, if you have a unit from unit one to unit 17, you know, each unit had about three to four gyms. Mm. So boxing was the thing. If we are not in boxing, we are either in soccer, but uh, we didn't have potatoes then. Every child, every youth at the time was involved in sport, boxing in particular. Mm. And how do you look back at your time with the Western Cape Boxing Organization? Well, uh, you know, boxing, when you come in, administration, you know, is always an issue. Uh, wherein you need to bring in uh, new ways of doing things administratively. But I can safely say that uh, during my tenure, I believe that uh, we've made uh, some progress, you know, in, in terms of trying to, to stabilize, uh, you know, the issues of, uh, you know, uh, clean audit, you know, uh, reporting to the department, making sure that your books are in order. You know, there are annual reports that are being, uh, you know, um, submitted to the department. So I believe that, uh, you know, that is my highlight during that particular year because uh, throughout those years, you know, there was a struggle to say that boxing is not reporting, boxing is not reporting. But I believe that during that tenure, you know, we managed to turn things around. And um, I believe that the department was also, you know, uh, satisfied with the, with, the, with the performance we had at the time. And then what convinced you then to take up this job of a COO, Director of Operations? Um, I think it goes with passion. I must say uh, I've got passion for this sport called boxing. And again, um, apart from passion, you know, there's an issue of nation building. As professionals, uh, uh, you know, that have got an opportunity to go to institutions of higher learning, We've got a responsibility to plow back. So for me, this job is not just a job. Uh, you know, it is something that I think I am plowing back, you know, uh, to the community. I'm plowing back, uh, you know, to nation building. Because um, boxing is a poor man's sport. If you look at boxing, uh, uh, even Mayweather is coming from a very poor area, you know, there, you know, uh, in, the, in the U.S. So I believe that with the skills that I've acquired, you know, throughout my career, I believe that I'll be able to add value, you know, in terms of taking the sport to another level. Because I want to see many champions being produced. I want to see, uh, you know, millionaires, you know, being produced out of boxing because uh, it is possible. But my contribution is to make sure that administratively, at least, you know, I play my role, you know, to take the sport uh, to another level. 
And and as a former board member and with the understanding of how the sport operates, like you've said, um, what what are the other key areas of concern that you'll be looking to address now as part of this leadership? The first issue uh, is the issue of stability, Tadiso. Uh, uh, because for any sport to compete with other sports codes, uh, there must be stability within that particular uh, uh, organization. Issues of corporate governance, making sure that there are proper structures in place. You know, uh, your association of promoters, associations of boxers, that will, in the end, as stipulated in, in the Act, a federation of associations which means that the sport, if we reach that particular level, in terms of corporate governance, in terms of stability, in terms of administration, the sport at least, you know, will be uh, reaching a, a peak there because it's going to be uh, a much easier now to communicate. It's going to be much easier now to make decisions because currently now it's more of an individualistic approach. You know, if you go to SABC, for instance, you go alone as a, as a, as a, as a promoter of which it doesn't add value because broadcasters need a clear package. Maybe we're going to talk about that later. So these are issues that we need to look at. What are the concerns of boxers, you know, in general? But uh, if you're going to address an issue, you know, only to a particular boxer, you know, you're not making an impact to the entire sport code. So for me, the issue of corporate governance, the issue of administration and management, making sure that compliance issues are being taken care of. Because that's one other issue to make sure that we do comply because we are a highly regulated sport, you know, and the only sport that is still uh, governed by the Act of Parliament. So uh, if we don't comply, we will be doing injustice, you know, to the Act, to the, to the regulations, you know, the issue of, uh, of audit. We need to make sure that uh, we do comply there. So for me, you know, those are the basic, uh, you know, uh, issues that uh, we are looking at. Uh, they are not just basic, but fundamental in order to take the sport forward. And before I go to the voice notes, also how important is just uh, the, the image of boxing South Africa? Because over the years we know that there have been various allegations, whether it's mismanagement, whether it's uh, a cor- corruption or all sorts of things. At this stage, uh, as, uh, as uh, we are trying, is to build a positive image. And uh, what we are saying is that it needs to start with us as boxing licenses. Because now you go to social media, the same licensees talking bad about the brand of Boxing SA. So we start with us. It's of code of conduct. How do we conduct ourselves, you know, as the brand of boxing? Because as ambassadors of boxing. Because we can't be expecting licenses, you know, how mu- it doesn't matter how much aggrieved you are. You know, but if there are issues that, uh, uh, you know, deals with the sport, why don't we uh, deal with issues inside? so that uh, we are able to protect the brand of the sport. Because the issue of bashing each other on social media, on newspapers, you know, is not assisting us. At the, at the end of the day, it's just killing the brand. So the issue of brand is going to start with us as the administrator, uh, uh, at the board, down to the licenses, and any other stakeholder that is involved with boxing. to Make sure that we build a positive brand. We build a brand that will be attractive to fans. We build a brand that will be attractive to corporate because we do need sponsors. But sponsors will not come if our brand is being tarnished left, right, and center. So we are in the process of appealing, you know, to our licenses to make sure that we streamline the issue of communication. There must be communication protocol within so that uh, we are able to curb all these unnecessary issues, you know, that are putting us in bed. Not to say that people 
uh, must not raise their issues, but uh, issues must be raised in a proper way, a way that will be able to protect the brand from, from, from it being tarnished. Okay, well, I have to say on that issue of communication that there's been a lot of communication from your office uh, since you took charge. It's very positive. It's very encouraging. I know even the previous um, COO, Ms. Cindy, also communicated regularly, and that really helps a COO. So please keep that young man there next to your side there. He's been doing some great work keeping us updated with what's happening so far. Oh, wow. You know, this, uh, you know he's doing a great job. Indeed, uh, you know, uh, he's a pillar there in the operations department. And I must say that uh, with him, I believe that uh, we've got a future there. Uh, he's clear on what he does. And uh, I just request support, you know, from our licenses uh, to take this uh, boxing forward. Okay, I believe we've got a voice note or voice notes from the licenses. Okay, let's hear those. Hey, wonderful. Good evening to you, Tabiso. This is Rudolf Makuvielo, all the way from Fadvekspan village next to Guidin, Bakimbek Mukopani. What a strategic appointment by the books in South Africa. We're hoping that Mr. Mandla will come with a new principle and ethics of leadership to lead books in South Africa to the greatest heights of success. We hope that his leadership will really take us to the promising land in boxing. We love boxing. Boxing is one of exceptional sports we have in our country. Thank you, Tabiso, Rudolf Makuelo, Mofan Vexpan Village. Good evening, Tabiso. You are speaking to St. Ness Jenkins Jr., all the way from Midrange. I just want to comment about those boxers who are taking their status. Uh, I mean, I'm asking myself for now what's the reason of those boxers for a while they are HIV positive. Or maybe they are going six years old. So, give me a but I think you're in the middle of is suspension or fine because I think you're in because they can't receive a free salary like like so. So, thank you. Good evening, Tabi. So, Uvelile and the listeners and your guests. Tabiso, uh, Tabiso, I'm I'm not sure if these are the right question to our COO, but in the um the new deal that OESPN is having in in in, in broadcasting, uh, you know, uh, boxing, especially here in South Africa. Is it a deal with UPSA or is it a deal with certain or one or two promoters? And and if if PSA is involved, how are they making sure that all the promoters will be covered by OESPN? And what you say, thank you. Wait, Tabis, I want to understand why Boxing South Africa is under an boxing act, unlike other sports, because this is not coming for the first time in my ears. At some point when Dumile Mateza passed away, um, the former minister, Balvin Mondo, highlighted this also. Can you allow your guests to expatiate on that? Why Boxing South Africa is under Thanks for the well d- job well done. Ethics and values, we appreciate that. Thank you very much, my brother. All the best. God bless. 
Okay, keep them coming, folks. We'll play them. Uh, I've noted all of them down. We'll get the COO to respond. But we can't keep our friend Colin from Cape Town waiting. Good evening, Colin. <laughs> Good evening, my friend. How are you? I'm fine. Are you staying up for the cricket tonight? Um, actually, I'll tell you what. I'll only be able to watch around about 2 o'clock. In the morning? I wake up every morning 2 o'clock to go to the loo. <laughs> and then and then I'll go and put my radio on. Okay, oversharing, yeah. Colin. Okay, <laughs> okay Colin. Well, you want to uh, talk boxing? Issue. I want to ask your guest. Are the boxing uh, boxers of today compared to 30 years ago? The Dingan, the Bellows, the Baby Jakes, and all those, Brian Baronet, and you name them. Hmm. Are the boxers of today being looked after like the boxers of those years? Because I, I read, I hear that the poor guys get peanuts. The promoters, the managers, and you name it, they are taking all the money. And when they come to the end of their time, they've got nothing left. At least you take the Rose of Soweto like Dean Gondabella. Oh, mm. I used to watch that guy. I loved him. <laughs> uh, Baby Jake. Yeah. Uh, Sugar, Sugar Boy. Boy. Yeah, Sugar Boy Malingo and those guys. I used to get up if I fought overseas. I got up here at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to watch those guys. And these days, can you name five boxers, current boxers these days, Colin? Today, no. Because mm. I've lost the interest okay. of today's boxing. And I hope uh, Boxing South Africa will bring them back on the map. We've had so many uh, uh, boards of directors it's taken that job over and nobody's made a success. And you just asked the question just now. Corruption. Corruption. And those poor fighters go in there, even if they're not fit or something like that, but the promoters and these and those want them. Now, years okay. ago, we used to have the WBCA and the WBA. Only two in the world. Now we've got about seven, eight, nine since Don King took over. <laughs> okay, Colin, I've got no, your point. He, thanks, he, thanks for that. Um, I'll let the CEO. Uh, you're not the only one that raises that point of these different organizations and all of that. COO, maybe the first one that I just want to get out of the way is that last week you spoke to us about um, some of the boxers faking their medical certificates. You did promise that there'll be an investigation. I know it's been seven days, but has the groundwork started at least? The groundwork has started, Tabitha, obviously, as I said, uh, the appointment is, is, is underway. And uh, we want to finish this in the quickest way possible, but it must be done thoroughly. Because we don't deserve people, uh, as alleged, if it is true, those people don't deserve mm. to form part and parcel of this beloved sport. For me, I think that should be, you know, I'm not going to preempt what the investigation team, you know, will, will recommend. But uh, for me, I don't think that uh, whoever is involved in this belongs to boxing. Because knowing that uh, this is a deadly disease and uh, you are doing this kind of thing, I believe that, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you must be shown the door immediately and the law must take its course immediately after that. Yeah. And just to be clear, they're faking results to say that they are negative. That's the allegation. It is the allegation. Yes. But my question is, how does it happen? Because... Yeah. Medical practitioners, they make sure that there is identity when you go and do your testing. So uh, there is no medical practitioner, uh, you know, even a nurse, 
you know, that is testing, you know, any person, in fact, for any other disease for that matter. The issue of identification when you visit a medical practitioner, I think it's the first, you know, hence you've got folder there, you know, when you go there, they identify yourself, and then you get, they go to your folder, then the examination is done. So as of how does this happen, you know, it's still, you know, uh, uh, you know, an issue for me that uh, needs thorough investigation. And if indeed, you know, there are those culprits, uh, obviously, you know, uh, you know, we can't just uh, fold um, uh, uh, serious, 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 serious charges, you know, must be, must, must be put upon them. Okay, let me take a quick break, sir, so Owen, I'll let you respond to the other questions that came through via the voice notes. This is SAFM Sport. Okay, and then back to the questions in no particular order. Juicy, I wanted to understand more about the partnership of ESPN, the broadcast, and uh, how it works with the promoter CEO. Or are you able to shed some light? Because we did um, cover the first one that happened the last Thursday of January. Okay. Um, the issue of ESPN uh, listeners and the boxing lovers, I think it needs to be clarified. ESPN have got a... Uh, registered promoter, uh, Walt Disney, Africa. So there is a promotion company registered that is working hand-in-hand with ESPN Africa. ESPN took a decision to promote sport in Africa. Therefore, South Africa was identified as part and parcel uh, of the uh, uh, you know, sporting course that will be promoted by ESPN. Therefore, ESPN have got this company that is doing this uh, tournament. So that's how this deal, you know, is structured. This company is a registered promoter like any other promoter, but they've got this particular uh, contract uh, with ESPN. So what do, sure. do, do they work with their own promoters? ESPN have got their own promoters. Oh, I see. Walt Disney Africa is the name of the promotion company. Uh-huh. Okay. However... Uh, I think Upramiki uh, have just uh, outlined what is going to happen tomorrow. Yes, yes, I was going to Tomorrow we are having a strategic session, a boxing strategic session, both with Sanabo, every stakeholder of boxing will be there. And the issue of broadcasting will be forming part and parcel of the discussions, uh, you know, that we'll be having. It is one of the topics. So as Boxing SA, maybe if I can zoom into that, we are in a process of engaging all broadcasting uh, companies that we have. Mm. Yesterday, I had a very fruitful meeting uh, that we had with uh, SABC Sport uh, in trying to bring back uh, boxing on TV. And I must say, uh, Tabiso, that uh, it was a very fruitful meeting, and uh, there, is, there are commitments made, and I won't uh, you know, dwell much on that. But I must say that promoters must be ready for making sure that uh, they is make sure that they produce quality tournaments. That's the direction that we are taking. In order for sponsors to come to us, in order for broadcasters to come to us, we need to make sure that uh, on our side, uh, you know, we, 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 we come up with quality tournaments that will be able to attract broadcasters. So we are in that particular process. And uh, as I said, we started with SAPC yesterday, fruitful meeting. Uh, we are going to Supersport, we are going to Multi-Choice, we are going to ESPN, and uh, hopefully that, uh, you know, uh, there will be a package because we've got a package that we are presenting to them. Because boxing, the main challenge is that boxing is not properly packaged. 
So as this new administration now, we are coming up with a proper package that is attractive to sponsors. If maybe one need to, to expand on that, I can. Yes, maybe, maybe maybe you can, because I know over the past few weeks or on this show, uh, people have raised concerns about some promoters taking licenses, but they don't even promote tournaments. You'll go for a whole year with no tournament. And maybe that's where Juicy's question was coming from also, that there are a lot of promoters who are just not active. Is that a concern also for you? Exactly. It is a concern. Look, uh, Tabiso, we've got currently 796 licensees in total. That is managers, trainers, officials, seconds, agents, promoters, matchmakers, ring announcers. That all amounts to 796. 404 boxers, 404 boxers, 100 trainers, 83 officials, 64 seconds, 55 uh, uh, agents, I mean zero agents, 70 promoters, 8 matchmakers, 12 ring announcers. But last year, COVID apart, we only managed to host 12 tournaments. Out of how many promoters? I said 70. Mm. Why? It means that something is wrong. How many boxers managed to, to get five? Very, very few. So what we are coming up with as this administration is to say that we've got 17 weight divisions made up of 11 boxers division. It gives you 187 boxers. If you make sure that um, you divide that by the number of defenses that a champion must do, it gives you 51 national title fights in a year. Uh, because it's a maximum of four and a, minimum, and a minimum of two defenses per champion. However, we're saying that for this financial year 2022-2023, we will be making sure that at least there must be three defenses it gives you 51 national title fight. That's the package that we are coming up with to the broadcasters. To say that every week, if you, might, if you divide 51 by 12, it gives you four. It means that every week we can be guaranteed a boxing tournament, South African national title fight. So how many promoters do we, do we have? These are the promoters we have. At, at this stage, we've got 70. Up front, before the year starts, Tabiso, the master contract signed for three to four TV dates for all these promoters, guaranteed. Because if broadcaster is there, you are able to go to the corporate in order to, to garner for sponsors. You know? So these are the discussions we had with SABC to say that this is the schedule SABC, and uh, we, are, we are saying that these are the national title fights that we want you know, uh, to, 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 to come up with. Um, and then um, with that, I believe that we can see the light because we can't be dependent on individual promoters, you know, to come to SAPC, you get one or two tournaments, this other one go to Super Sports. There's no consistency there. But if we as Boxing South Africa, together with our stakeholders that are licensees, we've got this package, we agree, we sign agreements up front, I believe that. Uh, that will be a total turnaround of boxing in this particular country. And I must say that as from April, uh, uh, you know, uh, we will be going towards that particular direction. And I hope that other broadcasters like Supersport, Multichoice, ESPN and others will come on board so that we can have, you know, a, 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 a combination of these broadcasters. And again, once we have broadcasters, sponsors will come running. So are you, are you saying it, it must be or it will be the response 
responsibility of Boxing South Africa to talk to these broadcasters instead of promoters going to them directly? We are the regulator. We, 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 we need to take charge. We need to take control. We need to lead. Therefore, Boxing SA must be in the forefront of talking to regulators. You can't see Golden Oros going alone to SABC. It's PSL. Mm. You don't see Orlando Paris doing their, their own thing. No, it's PSL. The structure. Without a structure, unfortunately, we are not going anywhere. There must be structure. We must be structured. There must be communication protocol. So long we engage and agree. That's the only way that we're going to develop this sport. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. We are still talking to the Director of Operations at Boxing South Africa, Mr. Mandla Ntlanganiso. There was a question from Colin who says, who feels that uh, maybe the current boxers are not well looked after like boxers in previous years. Is that a, a correct uh, assumption? Um, or, does it, or does it have a lot of layers? Uh, there are a lot of layers, Tabiso. Uh, but uh, it, it really, I mean, um, currently... How many boxers you can say that you are proud of, even in terms of their welfare? Mm. You know, you'll count a very few. But in the past, you know, he named a lot of them. You know, uh, the former greats, Jacob Matala, Tinan Tobela, welcome, Davyani Pungu, Brian Mitchell, you know, Harry Kuten, and all that. You could even see that these are real champions. Um, uh, currently, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of the welfare of boxers, Tabiso. Uh, because to some uh, uh, boxers, in fact to many, and in fact the majority, this is the only end to economy. There is no other way of uh, uh, them making up uh, some rents and cents. So we need to make sure that as a boxing fraternity, we make boxing attractive. We make boxing a career that one can live on, even beyond the boxing life. These are the discussions that we will be having uh, tomorrow onwards. That how do we make the welfare of, of the boxer to be the main priority in this sport? Starting with the issue of test money. You know, a, a, a four-rounder. How much does a four-rounder pay? You know, these are issues that we really need to, to, to be frank about. Because, um, you know, for a boxer to train for three months, you know, and to end uh, something that will just end on that specific day, I don't think it, it's taking the sport forward. I don't think it will be uh, attractive enough, you know, to any person who wants to come and, uh, and join the sport. So we need to have serious debates around that. Uh, but uh, that needs, you know, a shared vision on all stakeholders, you know, uh, that are forming part and parcel of boxing, so that our boxer, who is the main stakeholder, BSA without boxers is non-existent. Promoters without boxers, they are non-existent. Managers without boxers, they are non-existent. So the welfare of the boxer, Chabiso, should be very key in each and every stakeholder that claims to love boxing. So that's the direction that we need to take. What does a boxer do between, uh, uh, between fights? You know, what is the living uh, uh, standard of this boxer? You know, are there any programs that their managers are coming up with? You know, financial management programs, uh, 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 you know, taking this boxer to be involved in other programs. 
you know, that are within the social cohesion space. You know, we've got issues of GBV in the country. You know, can't we uh, engage with social development to use our boxers as, as, as brand ambassadors? You know, for anti, uh, uh, you know, uh, GBV, we've got drug and alcohol abuse in our country. Why can't we use our boxers as, as ambassadors of those programs so that there can be other income streams, you know, that are there, you know, for our boxers? Um, and going to the issue of um, uh, 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 advertising, you know, advertisement, you, you speak to your beauty, uh, uh, you know, uh, products there, the company. We've got girls that are in boxing, you know, how, why can't we engage them as managers so that boxing can be viewed in a different light? So for, for, for me, it's in that ideas are there, but it needs people who will be action-driven for this to happen. Because the welfare of the boxer must not only depend on the ring. And I must say, Tabiso, the wealthiest athlete in history, if I may ask, who is that? In history? Yes. Tiger Woods is caddy. <laughs> okay. No. All right. <laughs> who, who is it? Who is it? Money Mayweather. Oh, of course. No, I thought that was the obvious one. Yes, I thought that was the He's obvious the one. He's the boxer. Yes. He's the boxer. It means that there is money in boxing. Yes, yes. But yes. how to package boxing? How to structure it? I understand they are in USA, we're in SA, but I believe that in SA we've got the potential to be able to take boxing to another level. And this is where... Talent Mal Yes. No, sorry, yes, sorry to come in there. I wanted to say yes. this is where managers come in because I remember in one of the first press releases your, your, your communications department sent us, you raised an issue about no more fly-by-night boxing managers. Exactly. You, you, you can't be a manager, you can't not even fill a, a, a boxing uh, contract. You, you, you can't be a manager that only wakes up when a promoter calls you for a fight for your boxer. What do you think this boxer is doing in between this, this period? As a manager, you need to take the welfare of your boxer serious every day. What programs are you having for this, for this, particular, for this particular boxer? You know, so as a manager, you must have a total overview of what management is all about in sports. So for, for you, because you love boxing, uh, with all due respect, uh, you love boxing, you know, there is this boy in your, in your street, then you think that you, you will manage him. Again, uh, uh, it's putting us on the back foot. Because if you look at the sports codes, you know, uh, the tide is turning. You know, mm. other sports codes are doing things differently. Look now currently with PSL. They've got a contract now with multi-choice taking the, the, the players, you know, to an institution of higher learning, I think it's good. Yes, it's, yes, it's, yes. If I'm not Gibbs, mistaken. You're right, yes. It's a program uh, uh, coming from the, from the body, PSL, to say that life after soccer, what can we do? Let's engage multi-choice. Multi-choice is there maybe as a sponsor. Here is Gibbs is there as a, as, as a service provider already. That program is underway. What is it that we are doing, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the sport of boxing? So these are programs that we need to come up with in order to elevate the level of living of our boxers within the boxing industry and even outside when they retire. Because I believe that there is still a lot of uh, things that, that, that needs to be done. If you go to Jobek, almost every corner has got a boxing gym. It's called Fight Club. Yes. What is who is training there? It's boxers. Exactly. It's but boxers. It's 
properly structured. Yes. You know, so these are things that we need to come up with, engage with Virgin Active. You know, there's a boxing corner there, there's a boxing program. It's properly structured. BSA is there or managers are there in order for these boxers to earn a living outside the boxing.